Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored Podcast. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a health and mindset coach for women with autoimmune disease just like you. I absolutely love helping you tap into your self-healing power, uncover the energetic side of healing, and release limiting beliefs around your body and your life. Think of this podcast as everything you wouldn't hear at your doctor's office. It's a place for empowered souls to move beyond food and heal themselves on a soul level. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now let's begin. Hello, tribe. This is going to be a juicy episode. You're going to want to tune in, maybe even grab some pen and paper. This topic of discussion today is EMFs. EMF stands for electromagnetic frequency, and I'm interviewing EMF expert Dr. Libby Darnell on this subject today. Dr. Darnell is also the founder of Revived Living and creator of the Revived Life Program. She is a functional medicine practitioner, doctor of chiropractic, wife, and mother of an adorable two-year-old. She's written her own nutrition programs, taught hundreds of one-on-one workshops throughout the Chicagoland area on health and happiness, and she won the Illinois Top 10 Chiropractor in 2016. As I mentioned, she is an expert in EMF safety. She has so many juicy nuggets to share with us today, 
and she has advocated for electromagnetic radiation hazard awareness for years after experiencing its damaging effects personally, which you'll hear her discuss today, and the lives of her friends and family members. You will also hear a powerful story about losing her niece. So I want you guys to listen in, tune in, because this episode might just change your life and your perspective of EMFs. Let's dive in. Hi, Libby. Welcome to the show. Well, hi. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate you inviting me. This is exciting. Yeah. Like I was just telling you before we push record, I am so excited to talk to you today because this is a topic that I've become a little bit obsessed with, EMFs, which we'll describe here in a second. But uh, I can't wait to kind of pick your brain and get some of your knowledge to not only be able to protect myself better, but also for the whole autoimmune tribe community to know about. So I'd love to start just by giving the the audience, the listeners, a little bit of background on you, who you are, what you do. How did you learn about and become kind of invested in educating on EMFs? Yeah. Well, I'm a chiropractor by trade. I graduated in 2010 and then got into the realm of functional medicine and have been doing that and then got into EMFs because I lost my health. Uh, And it was sudden and drastic and horrible. (laughs) I still look back on that time and, and cringe. But so essentially what happened with me is I started doing some testing through a device called the BioMeridian. Uh, for people that don't know what that is, it's basically testing the energy pathways and sensitivities for foods and all sorts of different potential toxicity sources. And it's an awesome test to have run. It's wonderful. However, me as the tester, I was exposed to this form of electromagnetic frequency, which I'll get into you know, what that is and everything. But I was doing that for like 12 hours a day when I started doing it. And so I tanked. And what that looked like was I had overwhelming fatigue. I was somebody who like, I get up at five 30 and work out in the morning and I could barely, I could barely get out of bed. I could go to work I'd come home and I'd get right back in bed and then um, started getting weird pain symptoms. I felt like I was going crazy. Like mm-hmm. the words in my head, I could think them and I could not say them. I remember thinking this patient's going to think I'm a complete idiot. And at that point I kind of was, <laughs> but, and then uh, I, it got bad enough to where I looked at my husband one day and I was like, yeah, I'm going to start hearing voices. Like that's my next step. And so, um, that's why I talk about this so often. Cause I'm like, I know there are other people out there that are thinking that they're crazy. crazy. Yeah. You know, I probably would have been diagnosed as, you know, bipolar and institutionalized or put on meds or, you know, whatever, had I not crazy. Yeah. Been, yeah. I've been in the, the healthcare field enough to, I called everybody, I called everyone. And I said, this is what's going on. And it was actually the woman who, who trained me on the bow meridian who goes, Oh, you are sensitive to EMFs. And from there started my whole journey. So that was like the, the, you know, I, I felt like I was losing my complete life at that point. Mm-hmm. And so then I started diving into this topic. So what, what are EMFs? And those are electromagnetic frequencies, which is essentially any frequency that's different than our own body's frequency. So we have all living things, plants, animals, we all vibrate at a certain frequency. That's kind of how our cells are organized in our, in our system. And when you're exposed to this foreign frequency that can come from any sort of electro, you know, electronic source, mm-hmm. uh, think like your refrigerator, a cell phone tower, your cell phone, your mm-hmm. car that you're driving in, if you've got a hot spot going on in your car, like, you know, all, all of these different things, they have alternate frequencies and what our bodies are meant to be exposed to. And so if we kind of take a step back and think in the dawn of man, the history of man, 
we've always had this frequency. We've got a couple other ones, you know, there's frequencies from the sun, the magnetic field in our, in the earth. But then about a hundred years ago, so in all of our history, like a hundred years ago, electronics started. And so we're kind of in this experiment right now of how it's going to end up affecting us in the long run. Uh, and luckily there are great researchers really diving into this topic. Side note, none of them are American because, <laughs> because we stand to make a lot of money in our energy system in, in the United States. But oddly enough, Russia is leading, <laughs> leading the world in, in research in this topic. Um, but essentially, that's what electromagnetic frequencies are. And the way that they affect us is those alternate frequencies. Um, and this is a real simple explanation. But if you can think back to like high school physics, you have, you know, in a cell and you've got your atoms and your electrons and protons and neutrons. Well, you've got something called photons and those help organize your body in a sense of time and space. And so uh, what happens is you can think of them like the conductor of your, of your body's symphony. They keep everything pumping, right? And so those alternate frequencies throw those photons essentially into chaos. And uh, then the, you know, none of the, the pieces of your orchestra know how to function at that point. And uh, that's why the, the symptoms from electromagnetic pollution can be so bizarre. Like for me, it was almost all mental. Yeah. And for other people, um, they'll get to a point where they're almost diagnosed with or have been diagnosed with fibromyalgia or, you know, arthritis, like full body systemic breakdown. Yeah. That's yeah. me. I'm diagnosed yeah. fibromyalgia mm. when I was 16 or 17 oh, wow. years old. Yeah. So it's been, I'm 30 now. So it's, it's been a while since I've had that diagnosis and I uh, have definitely, we can, we'll dive into that <laughs> here, but I think I'm pretty sensitive to the EMFs. Yeah. Um, you provided a few examples of specific EMF sources. Can mm -hmm. we just a few more so people yeah. understand like where they are in our lives? We can't really see them, right? So I right. think that as human beings, we have a hard time when it's not a visual thing. Uh, so maybe just a few other examples. Yep. Where, where do EMFs come from? Yes. And you did, side note, totally hit the nail on the head. This is a hard topic for people to grasp because it's invisible. Yeah. But... Like, let's say, hey, when your Wi-Fi is not on or if it's not working, you know how like you have this meltdown when your iPad doesn't work and you can't watch Netflix? Like, yes. Yes, it works. Like, yes, you cannot see those signals transmitting, but it does work. So a few of those uh, sources are going to be like your Wi-Fi, the Bluetooth um, on any of your smart devices. Uh, if you have it, like what I had when I was going through my mental breakdown, <laughs> what I had was uh, a smart home. You know, everything was linked up to everything and it was so convenient. I'm a little hot at 3 a.m., turn on my phone, turn down the temperature a couple, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. that was a great life. But mm -hmm. then I went crazy and so I had to stop that. <laughs> <Not worth it>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, for that, you know, I, instead of my th smart thermostat, I mm -hmm. went to Home Depot and got like the old school $10 thermostat, but boom, yeah. you know, that, that problem was solved. So yeah. any of your smart devices, some people have smart refrigerators, uh, dirty electricity, which I'm going to get into as a whole separate topic, mm -hmm. things like a cell phone tower, things like your smart meter. Anytime you're on a computer or a laptop, um, there's different amounts of sources from those that we'll talk about when it comes to eliminating your, you know, your exposure, but a cent. Oh, and a big one, especially for kids are going to be gaming systems like an oh, Xbox yeah. and a Wii or whatever uh -huh. those are called. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so those are, those are big exposures. I would say probably the two most impactful for people that are going to make um, a big difference are going to be definitely starting with uh, getting rid of their dirty electricity in their home. Um, and then also getting people to take some action on their smart meters. So I have a kind of, well, it's not a funny story. It's funny now that it's over, but so I've been feeling great now that I went through all these steps we're going to talk about. Yeah. I've been feeling great. And um, then I got a notice in the mail uh, to my office, my physical office in Chicago and my home saying, Hey, we're coming around and installing smart meters. We had just, you know, we're behind the, the times. Everybody was still analog. And I right away, of course, called and opted out. And they're like, well, we're going to charge you starting in like 2020. And I'm like, that's fine because I won't be crazy. So I can afford to work and pay that bill. Yeah. But, um, so they, they said, okay, fine, great. We opted out. And I posted signs actually on my, on my analog meter saying smart free zone, do not install. Mm -hmm. You know, some people I've known have gone so far as to lock up their analog system. Wow. And I just posted signs and opted out and I thought, okay, job done, job done. Well, my basement flooded luckily. And so while I was at work, my mom came by to help work on my basement and she <laughs> had to like seriously chase a Comet installer off of our property. <laughs> seriously, I couldn't believe it. This guy's, there's signs posted and he's still trying to install this meter. And my mom was like, uh, you know, she is not going to be okay with this. you got to leave. And he's like, no, this is, everybody's getting them. And anyway, it all ended up being fine. But uh, over the Christmas vacation, I walked, um, after Christmas vacation, I walked into my office and I immediately got a headache and I never get headaches. And it's like, it's always my left temple. I call it my little EMF detector <laughs> because, and I had to go home. It got so bad. And I was like, what? And I remember, you know, when you get like a hint of how you bad you used to feel right? as we start to heal, like, I, and that's the truth with everybody. As you start to heal, you forget how bad it was. How bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> I that. Oh yeah. And then you get this little glimmer of what it used to feel like. And you're like, okay, nope, I got to do whatever it takes to not have this come about. So I'm walking around my office going, well, I know it's, it's a source of EMF. What has changed? I'm like testing everything because all this stuff is testable. And I thought, I wonder if they just installed that smart meter anyway, even though it's posted at my office as well. Mm -hmm. And I called and I said, um, I opted out. Did you guys install a smart meter? Cause I feel terrible. And the woman's like, Oh, we installed six of them. Six? Six on our building. Like, yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, so of course then that started my journey into get really, really good shielding material, which has been, yeah. um, so that's my question. Can yeah. you like reverse a smart meter? Can mm -hmm. you go back to analog or yes. once it's done, is it done? So it is a statewide rule. So it's going to every, you know, listeners are going to need to call. And um, just to kind of cut to the chase real quick, I've given you those resources. So um, if you go to revivedliving.com, which is my uh, website, so revivedliving.com forward slash EMF, I've got all these action steps for you. So as we're talking about all this stuff, people don't need to worry about writing everything down. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you all those action steps. And then in one of the follow-up emails that you'll get from me, it's what exactly to say to your energy company when yeah. you call. So it's literally- be in the show notes, just so yes. there's no super easy. Yep. I, I downloaded this. <laughs> I highly recommend it for just easy, simple tips that are broken down for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it does get overwhelming when this topic is especially new to, to people. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's hard, you know, it's hard to talk to sometimes spouses about it or your boss about it. And so I've, I've loaded my website with research. There's so much research out there. I, I actually like... <laughs> 
my boyfriend really was not informed yeah. about this. And I like bought the meter to start testing yeah. at home, which again, we'll go into, but he yeah. was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and Just, also like, yeah. looks like it's kind of from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, your Xbox is, we, got, yes. we can't have this. Anymore. Right. Isn't so it? Actually, I didn't make him get rid of it, but we keep it unplugged now because keeping it plugged in made a huge yep. difference versus keeping it unplugged. Oh yeah. And now we're in a home. So it's like, you know, even like more space between like me and the Xbox, but yeah, um, it, it can be hard conversation to have with someone who doesn't yes. understand this. And so that, that resource is really helpful. Right. Um, and that's, yeah. So having, having the research to back up what you're saying and then yes, having a meter to actually, you, cause you can't lie with the meter, you know, like it, that it is what it is. So, um, that's been really helpful too, for people that are a little bit on the skeptical side, yeah. which is understandable. It is very understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, but essentially what you're going to do if you have a smart meter is call and say, okay, is this, is this signal transmitted via space or via wire? Cause on occasion, there are meters that look like they are digital meters that are not. They are actually still transmitted through a wire. Mm -hmm. I have one of those um, on my house. And so that's not a smart meter. It's very rare for that to be the case, but it, it actually does happen. Okay. And then if it is transmitted through space, that means it's a smart meter, right? And the whole reason they do that is so, so that somebody doesn't have to manually come read your meter at your home. Right. And then you want to ask how frequently is a signal transmitted? Now you may or may not get an answer on that because you're asking someone who's trained to tell you how safe smart meters are, <laughs> you know? Um, but when they installed the ones on my office, it was transmitting, transmitting a signal every four seconds. Four so seconds. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was pegging. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. It was pegging out my meter every four seconds. I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, well, no wonder I'm feeling crazy because some people are very fortunate and their smart meter only transmits a signal once every 30 days. Oh, and wow. so, so that's not even something I'd worry about. You know, I'd yeah. leave it if that's the case. So, but most places you can still opt out. And if not, I do have shielding material on my website. It's very inexpensive. It's sourced out of Israel of all things. Mm -hmm. And um, it is, it, it works. It's essentially, you can think of it like really thick, tinfoil. Yeah. And so I've got a video there showing you how I installed it on my uh, building. Now mm -hmm. they did come and switch most of those meters that I have control over back to the analog meters. Love but possible. Okay. Yes, yeah. But I can tell you as soon as I got that shielding material up within 45 minutes, I felt like myself again. Yeah. And I was, I hadn't used that material before. So I was very skeptical. So but yeah, my headache was totally gone. And I thought, okay, good. Yeah. Um, and then I just made a big enough, like when people get it, it's a big enough piece of material that no matter if you need to wrap the whole thing, the front, the back, whatever, if you've got enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so then haven't, uh, lost, lost everyone here uh, yeah. in case people are like not homeowners or like what a smart meter. What the heck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. These are on the outside of your home there. They transmit your electrical usage. Uh, obviously at different, uh, very varying times. So maybe every four seconds or once every 30 days. Um, but that just in case anyone's like, I don't know what that is. Where yeah. do I go out to the backyard, go to your side of your house. That's where you find it. Uh, but obviously there's less control and say like an apartment building or something, they're still there. You just don't have as much control over yep. them. 
And so if you have like, especially because little people are so much more affected by this uh, than adults are. And so if you've got little people sleeping near a smart meter that you can't opt out of, shield it. Like mm -hmm. that should be probably your first action step really is shielding that smart meter. Yeah. Um, Cause I wonder how many kids out there are having health issues that this is a large variable for, you know? That's um, a great point. So how, how do EMFs actually affect us, our health, our bodies? And then yeah. maybe what is the difference between how an EMF would affect a child versus, you know, me at 30 years old? Right. So it's going to make you sick. Um, but it's going to make a child almost, uh, you know, I, I lost my niece over this. She was seven and she passed away. Wow. And, um, you know, we tested her home, her, I mean, it was from brain cancer. So that is one of the, I mean, the, the, that's one of the pieces that the research is saying this is, uh, this is causing child brain cancer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when we tested her home and her classroom, like, so for example, and I just say units because when, depending on what you're checking for, they're going to be different units and I don't want to lose anybody. So, mm -hmm. um, your a bedroom or a classroom or living space should be under 2000 units mm -hmm. of, electromagnetic pollution. Yep. And when we tested her bedroom, it was at 42,000 units and her classroom was in the 60,000s. Oh, so, you know, wow. her, yes. And her classroom had had, um, you know, teachers with late term miscarriages, uh -huh. which is not normal. You know, early term is, well, none of that's normal, but early term is more common. Late term right. is not common. Yeah. Um, had also had teachers pass from cancer as well and in the adjacent classroom as well. And so now, you know, the, it's a totally different building. They got, you know, they changed that, but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's why I, I, you know, I talk about the childhood stuff so much because essentially their bone structure is so much thinner than, than ours. So the radiation can penetrate further. So if you ever looked at thermal imaging studies that uh, have been done with cell phone usage with ch children versus adults, um, that's a big one because I mean, my, my, two-year-old he's two but he knows he does not touch my phone unless it's in airplane mode so if he ever grabs it he hands it to me because he knows i'm going to change the settings before i let him hold on to it yeah. um because it will penetrate into about 80 percent of a child's brain yeah. um, whereas adults it's like 30 percent i mean still terrible still not good for you yeah. uh but um but yeah so uh that is one of the reasons why it's hard to be like, well, if you are sensitive to EMS, it's, you're going to have X, Y, and Z symptoms. Well, it's totally rampant. Wow. You can have pain, you, which pain is common. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can have emotional changes, you know, like mental health, like I did big time. Um, and so just something to keep in mind for sure. Mm -hmm. So a few, um, and then let's actually, let's get into dirty electricity. Cause that's another big source. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so in America, we have a grid system where energy comes from the grid, it travels through wires, it powers our home, and in theory, it travels back through neutral wires to the grid. Now, that would be called a closed loop system, and there actually are other countries in the world that have that closed loop system. Mm -hmm. What we have is instead of, we don't have a thick enough neutral wire that returns to the grid. So energy has found, you know, it's going to be as efficient as it can be. It will travel through the ground and create ground current, which mm -hmm. is why, um, just a small side note, people that have grounding mats, yeah. a lot of them come from Germany where they have a closed loop system and they're safe to use. But in America, we actually are pulling dirty electricity through these grounding mats. So I don't recommend that people use those. Wow. I have never 
tested a grounding mat that is safe. In fact, it's actually doing the opposite of what it's supposed to be doing. It's, well, I, it's, someone just sent me a link to one the other day. I don't own one. I've never tried yeah. one, but that's really yeah. good information. To have. Yeah. I stood on it and um, I stood on, well, I've stood on several of them and then plugged them in um, to the, how you're supposed to be using them. And then we'll put a voltage meter on my body, tracking the amount of voltage running through my body from these grounding mats. And it's, it's bad. And it's not the grounding mats fault. It's the dirty electricity. So right. just to kind of clo close that, um, that side note. So energy should travel through a neutral wire back to the grid system. We don't have a thick enough neutral wire. We could, if our energy company just spent a little bit more money putting up a thicker wire or an additional neutral wire, mm -hmm. but they don't. Instead, what they've done is they've inserted grounding rods because that's cheaper every mm -hmm. so often along that grid path. So now energy can travel through the ground up through those grounding rods. Mm -hmm. and, um, and because it's so inefficient, it will actually create this radiation of dirty electricity through the wiring in our home. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that's kind of two different examples. So we've got dirty electricity and then also talking about ground current. Um, but the way to handle dirty electricity is very simple. Uh, and uh, just to kind of give Dave Stetzer a shout out. He's a colleague of mine. He's a senior member of the IEEE, which is like, he's a, as high as you can get when it comes to being electro, uh, an an engineer in the electronics field. Okay. So he actually speaks at Mayo Clinic on this exact topic all the time. Um, and he got into this topic. He could have retired years ago. I mean, long, long time ago, very wealthy man. Mm -hmm. And um, he got into this topic because he was called out to farm uh, farms to figure out why their cows stopped producing milk and all of a sudden are having all these, these infertility issues. Wow. And he was able to measure, he'd hook up again, he'd hook up a voltage meter to these cows and would measure the current coming up one leg and down the other. And then he would call and call energy company, ask him because he's an engineer, he can do that. Ask him to power down this, you know, certain grid and all of a sudden the voltage was gone. Wow. And so he actually speaks um, as an expert witness in trials and has helped, you know, these people that have lost their livelihood um, yeah. because of that issue. He's, he has made them millions of dollars because of that. So um, that's, you know, it's another thing when people are like, well, I'm not really sure if I quite believe in it. It doesn't matter if you believe in it, it's there whether or not you believe in it. And if you're going to yeah. research it enough, you will believe in it. So um, yeah. So what he did um, after he realized that there was this problem, he flew out to Russia again, because they've done the most research. It started back in the cold war, small mm -hmm. story. Uh, Russia actually used this as a weapon. They used electromagnetic pollution as a weapon during the cold war. They aimed it at the U S embassy and gave the guy who was there at the time. Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I, it's a type of cancer. And okay. he, gave that to him within six months. He had to leave because he was so sick. Mm -hmm. Second guy came out. They did the same thing. They just, they ramped up all the dirty electricity mm -hmm. uh, toward that U.S. embassy. Isn't that just crazy? That's I mean, crazy. that's crazy. It sounds like I'm making it up. <laughs> yeah. so I'm thinking about like me just going and standing in my backyard even like is mm -hmm. how how would I know if I had dirty electricity coming up through my feet? Right. Yeah. So like a lot of research on grounding and earthing mm -hmm. and like how um, we get like these negative ions from the earth and how that's just an, like amazingly healthy yes. thing. So yeah. is there a way to know? 
There is a way to know, but unfortunately the way is to hook yourself up to a voltage meter and okay. see, because all you do is you stand on the grass, you, uh -huh. you take basically EKG pads mm -hmm. and plug them into this voltage meter. And then you can see if you've got current running through you. Now, uh, my brother-in-law, so my niece who did pass away from this topic, he's a physicist and um, her dad is a physicist. And now this is what he does. He does virtual home inspections. So um, if you're on my website, you can actually see the virtual home inspection. He mails you equipment to test and then you just mail it back and you do a zoom consult with him where he's going through your whole house with all the equipment he's mailed you. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is an option because it will have that piece of equipment in it. But that's why when people ask me, well, how safe is grounding? I can't give them an answer because in my yard, you can't do it. There's too much voltage there. Um, what I have been told is on that voltage meter, if you're getting under 10 units on that voltage meter, that that's considered potentially biologically safe is what the literature says. Okay. Um, now, again, anything over zero is not going to be safe, but they've cut it off at 10 saying, yeah, we, we don't think it's going to harm you too much at 10. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's something to keep in mind. Now, the dirty electricity, not the ground current um, result, but the dirty electricity in your home is solvable simply by putting a filter in place. So when Dave Stetzer went out to Russia and did this research, he came up and developed a filter that all you do is you plug it into an outlet and uh, it will actually filter out all of the, the excess energy that's on the wiring in your home. Okay. So the average home needs about 20 filters. Mine of your home or uh, not in every outlet so what you're gonna do is you're gonna get a meter and if you are on my website you'll see it's just called the bundle where you can get 20 filters in a meter or you could just start with your meter first and you just plug that into um, the outlets in your house mm -hmm. and you should see under 30 units gotcha. and I could tell you story after story of people that contacted me with health issues and I said okay let's just start with the basics get a meter, test your home, and it would peg out the machine, meaning it couldn't even read how high that person's exposure was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people that have been hospitalized and know, you know, all this, like thousands of dollars of expensive testing, and then that was it. You know, mm -hmm. they, they put in filters and boom, problem gone. Yeah. Um, there's so many stories about that. So uh, just start by getting a meter even and see what your, you know, especially, let's say the budget is an issue make sure that you're checking your children's bedrooms and the main living areas. So uh, then from there, get the appropriate number of filters that you need. So minimally put a couple filters in everybody's bedroom is what I usually tell people. Okay. There are other filters. like These are specifically called uh, the Graham Stetzer filters because that's who developed them. There are other filters on the market, but I can tell you there are lots of reasons. I'm not going to get into why. I don't want to spend our time talking about that, but there are lots of reasons why I don't recommend those filters. Yeah. Um, so, and if, anybody is curious, you can always email me and I'd be happy to talk to you about why. I just don't want to bash any. <laughs> I don't want to bash anything. <laughs> yes. I have the meter, the meter that you recommended. Is there mm -hmm. a reason you also recommend that meter over other meters? Because I've seen one of my girlfriends said she has like one of the $30, you know, electronic kind of like EMF reader meters right. um, versus mine is like the more, um, you know, there's like a little I don't know what you call it. Like, like an a little antenna thing. thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Antenna. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is there a better, uh, a reader over another one? 
So it depends on what you're looking for. So for example, the meter that goes into an outlet, the mm -hmm. one that I was describing, that's the stepsorizer meter, mm -hmm. that's specifically testing for dirty electricity. So excess, excess energy on the wires in your home. Mm -hmm. And then the meter that you have, which sounds like the tri-filled meter, yeah. uh, that is going to be a general meter that's good for checking a lot of things. Yeah. And um, I also, in, uh, uh, in the action plan, and link to another meter that's a little bit on the pricier side, but the great thing about that meter specifically is it gives you a digital reading of how high that source is. Now, again, if you get a virtual inspection, that's one of the pieces of, it, of uh, equipment that's mailed out to you, but mm -hmm. um, it is awesome for checking self tower radiation mm -hmm. and also seeing how your Wi-Fi yeah, it, you know, impacts you. Um, it's crazy because this this meter, um, it's like an uh, HC analyzer, high frequency analyzer. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll send it to you so you could put it in your show notes. But yeah. um, it's super cool looking. You feel like you're a Ghostbuster, and then <laughs> yeah, and then it like actually screams at you. It's like like it has this like audible. When it, when it pegs out, like if you're standing next to a Wi-Fi router, it's like, it yells at you so much where you're like, okay, I'm going to go outside. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But it, I love that because even if somebody doesn't quite grasp the importance of this, right, right. you stand next to an Xbox, holy cow. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be horrific. The sound you hear. We just and, moved, but the, our apartment, I, so I got the meter and I was going around and just kind of looking at different sources around our apartment and uh, a few things surprised me. So um, my computer like wasn't too crazy, but I do a lot of live streams for my business and I have this, you know, lighting kind of thing. I put yep. by my video off the charts EMS yeah. for that light and then I already mentioned my boyfriend's Xbox yeah. <laughs> I think I heard you say in another pod podcast that uh, Xbox Xboxes are like some of the highest of the gaming yes. systems the worst and offenders <laughs> yeah and then uh my space heater I have this kind of cute like you know antique looking like fireplace that's a space yeah. heater because we had these big windows that really just a lot of um cool air drafted in so I put the space heater there put my meter up to that space heater. And again, it was just off the charts. And it was something that, you know, was so good for me to know such good knowledge to have. Uh, and I did like my microwave and some other things too, and, and tested some of my outlets. But now that we just bought this home and have moved, I'm planning to do uh, all of the outlets and mm -hmm. see what's, what's happening around yeah. uh, this new home as well. Once we get settled in. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that's the nice thing about, um, like, you know, you, you have filters and like you have the, the R2L cell phone, um, shields, you know, on your phone yeah. um, and you're wearing your Q link, like all those things. Yay. And so people are listening. So a Q link is a pendant that you wear. And that's what I wear all the time, especially if you're traveling. Um, and the, uh, there's a caveat that I want to say real quickly. I do recommend products that are proven by research. Mm -hmm. I cannot prove the R2L and the Q-Link because even when I test them, my, uh, even when I test them, I can't justify why I felt so much better when I put those on. But I, I do know, you know, you've got your own energy field. And that's to me is what the Q-Link was affecting is my own personal energy field. No, it's not going to stop electricity, you know, that's in the wiring of your home, but it is going to, yeah. 
yeah and i noticed that's how i understood it too it's not like it's yeah. like this like shield that's like yes. you know putting a bubble around you and being right. like no emfs can penetrate this bubble but instead it's putting yep. off a, a kind of corrective energy field almost that's then yeah. um corrective to maybe some of the exposure that you are exactly exposed to and same thing with the, the R2L cell phone um, sticker that we have, you know, it's converting excess energy to light. But at the end of the day, in order for your phone to be 100% safe, it would not transmit a signal. Right. If a signal's being transmitted, if you can physically use your phone, it's still transmitting a signal. So I say that because I don't want people getting R2Ls, you know, stickers for their phones and then handing them to their small children, letting them play and watch YouTube. No, that's not, that's not safe. There's no way that that is safe. Um, so, so that's my, my little caveat, but yeah, it does greatly reduce the impact on your body. Mm -hmm. Um, so, oh, same thing, keeping Bluetooth off, you know, you shouldn't have Bluetooth on anything unless it's like a, a term thing that you needed it temporarily for. But otherwise that's, I hated the new iPhone update. Mm -hmm. uh, because now it defaults to have your Bluetooth on all the time. And so when I switch my phone from airplane mode, you know, in and out of airplane mode, every time I have to turn the Bluetooth off because it automatically comes wow. back on. You, you didn't have to do that before. Yeah. Um, one quick thing that I wanted to mention, uh, like as far as action steps, something that people can do today, uh, right now, is go around and check all the light bulbs in their home and like at their office. So, um, you know, Thomas Edison invented the light bulb years and years ago. That is called an incandescent light bulb and it is safe. It's a great light bulb. It produces zero excess energy. Mm -hmm. The worst offenders are CFLs, compact fluorescent light bulbs. Those are also the swirly light bulbs. Mm -hmm. um, they they're the ones that have mercury in them. They're the ones that if you break it open, you have to have a hazmat team come in and, you know, well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're yeah. also not supposed to just throw them away because again, just mercury floating around and <laughs> not great. So, but they will literally, you can put that voltage reader up and just hold your hand up next to a CFL. You will get so much energy flowing through your body. Mm -hmm. It is, it's incredible. It's incredible how, how bad those are. So a great action step is right now, go around and unscrew all those little CFL light bulbs. Stop using them, especially in your children's bedrooms and your bedroom. Um, if you work at a desk and it's in your lampshade, like right there by your head, yeah, get, get rid of that. So LEDs are middle of the ground and they do vary by brand as far as how impactful they are towards your health. Mm -hmm. Incandescence and halogens are safe. Okay. So are at Home Depot and you see incandescence and halogens, those are completely safe. I would make that your first action step followed by getting your Wi-Fi. If you still are using Wi-Fi, get your Wi-Fi on a timer at night. That's so what that means did. Yeah. It's awesome. like, it turns off at 1030 or 11 and back on at like 6am because we're not using it anyways. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, just to protect ourselves. Yeah. We, I've got like a $5 Christmas tree, you know, yep. timer light. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so again, that I link to an example of a timer, but exactly what you said, you know, you're just getting whatever you would use for your Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. And so it should turn because you're plugging it into the power source of your, your Wi-Fi router. Mm -hmm. So um, that way, at least at night, you're not exposed to that. Um, and your body actually gets a chance to heal. You know, we think about uh, you know, everything we ask of our bodies to do at night, that's the healing process. Nervous system kicks in, all this healing happens. And so, um, it's real hard to do that if you're exposed to all this other stuff at the same time. Um, so along those lines, you're just making sure you're giving your body a solid eight hours to kind of rest and recover. 
another thing, if someone is feeling like they could potentially be having symptoms from EMFs, you know, obviously you're going to go through reduce your exposure, but I will do in a, in a bind, I'll do a rescue detox bath, which mm-hmm. is essentially just Epsom salt and baking soda. So I take a cup of Epsom salt. I'll put some, uh, essential oils. Like I love balance from doTERRA. It's like, you. A, yeah, it's like awesome. I feel like it's like a, a mega actual grounder, Grounding, you know, Yeah. and then add some baking soda to that. And then it's important. Yeah. Put the essential oils in the salt itself and then put it in the bath. So it oh, actually disperses. Yeah. <laughs> But those will like, oh my gosh, those help. Well, those help with a lot of things anyway. But my community knows I'm salt bath obsessed. Oh my gosh, Libby. I take a salt bath almost every day. I don't add baking soda. Maybe I need to start doing that. I do essential oils um, about 50% of the time too, uh, because I'm with doTERRA and love balance. Smells so good. But they're life-saving for me. Like baths, especially if I've even been out like, I get a lot of anxiety in uh, restaurants and crowded places. And I don't honestly couldn't tell you if it's because everyone's carrying a cell phone Mm. or I'm just around a lot of people. But when I come home and I take a salt bath, literally I'm a whole new woman. It is so healing for me. So it's good to know that that's also like a good grounding activity for EMS too. Yeah. And I have to do that. Like if I go out, like, especially when I travel and we can talk about that real quickly too, because mm-hmm. it's a whole topic, you know, you have to live a life. I, I have been told, I've not seen the show, but better call Saul, I guess, which is sent. I, I hear it's a great show, but I guess there's a guy who's uh, real sensitive to EMS on that show. And he like has a tinfoil hat and lives in a cave. <laughs> there are people out there that live like that. That's how sensitive they are. Yeah. And, I mean, they are like, they go to target. They would, they would be down for two weeks. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, it's just so sad, but, um, but sometimes I feel like, <laughs> you know, but so I still want to be able to live life. So first off, when I fly, I always opt out of the scanner. So mm-hmm. those, um, you know, they had one before and then they got rid of it because they found out there were health issues with it. And then, um, now the one, you know, it's a little swirly guy that you stand up, you hold your arms out and the, the thing spins around you. Yeah. Um, and I have always opted out of that. Cause I always tell them, I'm like, well, they told you the last one was safe and that gave the TSA agents cancer. So I'm not going to take your word for it this time, Yeah. but it's kind of funny. Some, I used to get a hard time for that. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Now the agents I had I actually had one person when I said, Hey, I'm going to opt out. They were like, that's a great choice. Wow. And I was like, thank you. I feel yeah. like that too. But, um, so I opt out of that. And then I take uh, a specific like super antioxidant blend too, because, uh-huh. you know, we're thinking about electromagnetic pollution and it's creating all this extra oxidation in our body. So the more that we can get antioxidants in there to combat it, the better. So I take a mega dose before and then after I fly, because yeah. you're flying, you're exposing yourself to more radiation than you normally would. So yeah. that's a big thing to do because you can't avoid that. You know, that's, yeah. you're going to be exposed if you're flying. And so taking a lot of antioxidants. Um, and then if you are feeling symptoms, I still would, I, if I am near a beach because the beach is so healing and yeah. obviously you're getting salt from the salt water and all the ionization, like salt lamps are good too. As long as you don't have a dimmer switch on low, I'll come mm-hmm. back to that caveat in a second here. Um, but yeah, if you can like get to the beach and walk near, you know, walk near the beach. And even if it's a lake, I don't really like get out in nature and mm-hmm. um, that'll be another, another great recovery. Um, but so back to those dimmers, because that just sparked my, my mind. So yeah. When I had my home tested originally, when I went Looney Tunes, uh, I had installed, we had renovated our house and we, we had installed like dimmers on every out, like every light 
in our house. And you can, you can read it with your meter, but when you get that dimmer switch down, what you're doing is you're not sending as much energy to the light bulb. The energy is going to go somewhere. So it comes out into your environment. So it's real, it's a real big source for EMS. If you have dimmers, what I did is I went to Home Depot and I spent about a buck 25 and just got the old fashioned flippies and just replaced them. So I paid all this money to put them in and then I just spent more money to get rid of it because at that point, again, it was not worth it to me. Yeah. If you, in the meantime, just always use those lights on full blast. Don't I was ever, gonna say, so yeah. like a, you know, immediate fix could be like, don't put it on the low, yep. low setting, just pump it up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Leave it on high. Mm -hmm. So same thing. Some people have, um, the salt lamps, which are beautiful and gorgeous and healing. But then if you're keeping the dimmer switch on low, you're almost counteracting, you know, the, the good effects. So, yeah. mm -hmm. um, so make sure you've got that dimmer, um, on high as much as possible. Yeah. And then, um, last thing I wanted to mention and feel free to ask our ask questions, but I know we're getting short on time, yeah. but you have been, um, a nest practitioner and for a while, and you've been running those scans on people. Mm -hmm. And one of the great benefits of the scan, and I've had one done on me personally, um, is it can check for how your body deals with different sources of electromagnetic frequency. So for me, cell phones came up as a big one. And I, I mean, I kind of figured that would be the case, but it was, it, it was really great for me to know how to prioritize uh, electromagnetic pollution. So have you seen that a lot with clients that you work with? Oh yeah. Almost everyone gets, um, the, so there's different ranges and priorities within the scan. If you guys are unfamiliar, haven't done a bioenergetic scan with me, but pretty much everyone has some sort of level of that EMF kind of sensitivity. And then, yeah, you can see more specifically cell phone, microwave, um, laptops. And personally, I also like always, that always shows up on my scans that I do on myself too. Yeah. Yep. And so if people out there are wondering if that is, you know, something that they should be aware of, I would definitely get a Nest scan because those are awesome. I mean, they're great for a, a whole host of other reasons anyway, yeah. but that's just one um, aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. So any last, you know, last imparting questions that you might have? Yeah. So the Nest scan is kind of one way to see uh, more specifically if you're sensitive and then what type of EMFs that you may be sensitive to. But, you know, say someone doesn't have money to invest in a scan or hasn't done one. Is there any other way for them to see? I'm thinking in my own brain, like just like a really basic science experiment where you decide to turn off your Wi-Fi for one night or, or a week or something and see if you feel better. Like just go and experiment and see if you feel better when you do eliminate some of the exposure and when you do take some of these precautionary and protective measures. But is there any other way to kind of see if you're sensitive or not? Yeah, well, about a third of the population will have symptoms. So about a third of people, if they do the experiment that you just did, would notice an improvement in their symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the only issue that I have with that is because then the other two thirds think that it's safe and that it's yeah. fine because they didn't have symptoms. Well, no, that might mean that you're not expressing symptoms mm -hmm. um, or the effects of EMFs aren't causing you to feel bad, but it's causing a problem. My niece felt fine until two months before she passed away. She felt, she felt totally fine. So, you know, that's where I don't want to base anything off symptoms, but um, one of the things uh, that people can do is find a location that does live blood cell analysis, which oh, um, is actually, so yeah. cool. yes, so it is awesome. So when you are sensitive to EMS, you are going to notice that your cell membranes are actually much thinner than they should be. So for example, when my niece was sick, 
we, six of us, six family members flew to Spain and did live blood cell analysis with Dr. Raymond Hilu. We went to his specific clinic because he has a hyperthermia machine, meaning um, he has the only hyperthermia machine in the world that you can use on the brain, meaning it's going to kill off cancer cells, but it will not harm brain tissue. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we went there. There are other places that do live blood cell analysis, but I love uh, recommending him because he charges $300, which for his time is amazing because he spits out this whole report for you saying, okay, this is everything I saw. He'll see heavy metals in your blood, all this kind of stuff. Like parasites crawling. Yep. Yep. It is gross. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, uh, so he'll tell you like follow-up recommendations. So for example, uh, four out of six of us had the effects of electromagnetic frequency. And he gave us some recommendations, most of which we've already talked about today. Yeah. But if you're going to see real weak cellular membranes, you know, the end result is, okay, reduce your exposures, up your antioxidants, and get really good healthy fats that are, you know, make up your cell membranes. And mm-hmm. so those are all things people can start doing. But yeah, yeah. but blood cell analysis is a real, um, it's probably one of the more inexpensive ways to know. Yeah. Uh, how much it's affecting you. That's so cool. I definitely want to try that. And I just thought it was so important to mention too, that those two thirds of people are not symptomatic. You know, they're not re- maybe presenting physical symptoms, but be, could be just as affected by EMF exposure mm-hmm. using your niece as the example is, is a very powerful story. Um, and that, you know, even though you know, you went Looney Tunes and I feel like, like I, you know, now that I've reduced my exposure, I feel like it's really decreased my anxiety. Mm-hmm. So again, more like the mental emotional symptoms for me personally. Um, but you know, someone may not actually feel that, but it could still be really preventing them from something like brain cancer. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, just like a quick story. I had a client who, uh, totally fun, energetic, bubbly, happy woman. And she was a patient at my chiropractic at the time um, as just a chiropractic clinic, not just, but now it's, we do a lot more things here. But um, so that's what, you know, I saw her pretty frequently for years. And one day she came in, was totally in tears and said she was suicidal, like literally. And she had just gotten engaged. This, she's the happiest she ever should be. Yeah. Um, she was so happy. And now all of a sudden the, and you know, it's, it's so weird, but, uh, I don't know the, it was just this thing. And I said, go home and see if they just installed a smart meter at your home. And they had the day she had those thoughts was the, the day they had installed a smart meter right outside of her bedroom. Isn't that just crazy? And yeah. she, she couldn't opt out. And at that time, we didn't have proper shielding for her to even be able to begin to shield uh-huh. uh, away from it. And so she moved, but she was fine then when she moved. I mean, it's just, wow. it's just crazy how much this stuff, because you think if she'd gone to a, a, you know, a natural or a, I guess a conventional medical doctor, she'd probably be on antidepressants and still feeling that way, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 Was crazy. Oh, thank you so much, Libby. Is there anything else you'd love to add to the to the listeners today? Um, no, just a, a reminder that everything we talked about, you have access to in the show notes and then revivedliving.com forward slash EMF. And you'll get follow-ups from me dripping this information to you slowly. So it doesn't feel so overwhelming because I know that this can feel overwhelming. So yeah. all the little steps that you take mm-hmm. are what build up to having good health. Don't think of it like a sprint to the finish line. 
time. It's just these small daily things that we do, like our daily Epsom salt baths and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, positive affirmations, all that stuff. That's what makes us healthy. So that's the last thing I want to mention is don't feel overwhelmed. Take it a piece at a time. Yeah. Amazing. I just, number one, thank you for bringing awareness to this subject and for being kind of just this voice in this field and educating me and others uh, and, and telling your story too, because I think your story is so powerful and, and needs to be shared. So number one, thank you for, for being that force. And then also thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a pleasure to have you and I can't wait to keep it in touch with you and follow along with some of your research as well. Oh yeah. Thanks Sarah. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this information has been eye-opening and you learned something. Don't forget to go download your free guide for the top 10 EMF action steps that Libby has put together for all of us. That link is in the show notes. And if you're interested in scheduling a bioenergetic or Nest scan with me, you can always email me sarah at autoimmunetribe.com and I'll get you on my calendar. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.